podcast family. Welcome to Motherhood in Black and White. I'm Kanji. I'm Tara. This week, we are joined by special guest, Jessica Nazario, who is going to be chatting with us about her motherhood journey, how she started in the workforce, took a sabbatical to stay home with her kids, and now in this season of her life is transitioning back into the workforce. Before we are joined by Jessica, we're going to close the loop on our birthday bash. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are at the end of Tara's gift corridor. Almost. Saturday is the end of my gift corridor. That's our wedding anniversary in a few days. You have been celebrating for quite <laughs> some time. Yes, I have. <laughs> which is well-deserved. That's right. And so Conjica has wrapped up, right, as of tomorrow. The week-long birthday celebration mm-hmm. That I appointed for myself. Mm-hmm. As you know, podcast family, I created this week-long birthday celebration called Kanjika, which is the seven days of Kanji. And I'm glad. <laughs> See, when I say it out loud, I it sounds, love it. <laughs> sounds a little silly, mm-hmm. but we're all going to celebrate. And re- That's right. We're going to celebrate and recognize it. I will say that I am glad that we did extend to Kanjika because today, at the end of Kanjika, I was gifted some wonderful presents from Tara. Mm-hmm. Podcast family, stay tuned till the end of the episode, and I'm going to share with you the most mind-blowing gift, the best <laughs> birthday gift I have ever received. <laughs> I received this week from Tara. That's what they call what? That's uh, a big tease right there. a big tease. <laughs> you got to stick around to the end. My husband will say that I was always a big tease. <laughs> And he's, really? <laughs> he's saying was, is. <laughs> was. Yeah. So so we're going to welcome to the conversation this week, Jessica Nazario. Now, Jessica took a sabbatical, as you mentioned, to stay home with her kids. Um, Jessica's originally from the state of Washington, and she has a bachelor's degree in public relations. And after she graduated from college, she worked for Lexus and Toyota in sales and marketing. And because her husband's job had her traveling around the country a bit, she chose to stay home. And what we have invited Jessica to talk about today has been her mother, her journey, her journey from being a working mother to a stay-at-home mother and now transitioning back. So without further ado, we are going to welcome Jessica Nazario to the conversation. Hey, Jessica, this is Kanji and Tara. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, ladies. I'm so happy to be here. I love the show. I listen to it. It's my Sunday ritual, Sunday afternoon. Oh, thank you. Ooh, so share with us, when you listen to the podcast, are you out for a walk or are you drinking coffee or tea? I wish I'm out for a walk. No more <laughs> like prepping for the week. Now, you have four kids. The fact that you can find time to yourself <laughs> is something I want to kind of understand how you're able to do that. Yeah, how does that work? You know, it's nice because we have varying ages. So Ryan, my daughter's 19. She's a sophomore in college. Alex, my son, is 17. He just graduated from high school. And then there's a big gap. We've got Max, who's going into sixth grade, and Mason, who's going into fourth grade. So I think in terms of time management, having that spread in kids and having done it for so long, I just enjoy that everyone's old enough that I can escape to the bathroom and no one really notices. Why is it that we all escape to the bathroom? (laughs) What is it about that place? (laughs) Exactly. The one place you're not going to be interrupted. Yeah, especially once they get old enough. I mean, when they're little, it's really not a haven. There's no safe spot. But when they get old enough to not mess with you, it is a safe haven. Yes. So would you please, Jessica, tell us a little bit about your journey and your decision to stay at home 
um, when your kids were younger and why you made that decision? It was actually a moment, one of those pivotal moments in my life. Um, I was traveling for work. My husband was traveling for work and we had a nanny. And at that point we had two kids. And it was one particular week where Mark was going to be gone a night. I was going to be gone a night. The nanny was going to be there two nights. And then Mark and I were both going to be home on Friday. And I remember Ryan and Alex trying to figure out the schedule and who was going to be home. And knowing we were going to have more children and start moving around the country, I decided at that point I really was going to need to take a sabbatical and take a step back just for some consistency for them. And that was in 2008. How old were your oldest kids when that happened? That point, Ryan was in just graduating kindergarten because I missed her kindergarten graduation. I was in California on work and Alex was in preschool. So was there a conversation with your husband, Mark, or was this something that you decided in that moment? There was conversations leading up to it. And I think especially conversations with my mom, I come from several generations of women who worked outside the home. Mm. So my mom was a first generation college grad in her family, but went on to get her PhD. I was a clinical psychologist for many years and I saw her get her PhD when I was in first grade. So it's almost like I needed that permission from her to take a step back from the workforce. It was somehow subconsciously implanted in my brain that I needed to stay in the traditional workforce. So after conversations with her and she finally said, hey, would you think about just not working? It actually took me by surprise. Like I had literally never considered it. And so then after kind of that pivotal week of madness, Mark and I sat down and started talking about, you know, what it would mean financially, how we would make it work. What would I do with my free time, quote unquote, free time until I started staying at home and realized there's not a whole lot of it. Um, (laughs) But yeah, there were some a few conversations leading up to it before I really kind of pulled the trigger. Was there ever a conversation or question as to which of you would stay home, you or Mark, or was it always agreed upon that you would be the um, person to leave the workforce and stay home? Interestingly enough, there wasn't. And I think that might just be personality. We probably saw better success with me staying home with the kids and figuring out how to multitask and be with them. And he, you know, at that point, he had a really successful career and a lot of potential. I mean, I did too, but I think it was just kind of a natural transition for me to take a sabbatical rather than him. You say natural transition. I'm really curious about how it felt to be someone who in her her life and growing up, you always envisioned yourself working. How did it feel when you actually took that step back and became a full-time work from home mother? It was tough. I mean, I think if you ask Mark, he would say it probably took a good five years for me to settle in. (laughs) Five years. At least. Oh, wow. And I think because, I mean, we all have similar personalities, type A, driven, high achiever, learner, all of that. And so to kind of switch gears in a really dramatic way, it was, it was hard identity wise. Um, You know, you don't get a bonus based on performance. Uh, I mean, there were a lot of those kind of barometers in my life that kind of drove me that had to change once I started staying at home with the kids. Luckily, Mark was really supportive. I went to therapy. I talked to a lot of friends about it. It it was not an easy transition. Yeah, I could see that. I was thinking as you were talking how hard that 
must have been, you know, having normal natural feedback in a corporate job and just knowing that staying home with your kids and not getting that feedback on a regular basis. I know I need it. I'm a, I'm definitely an achiever in that way. Like I, I need some uh, goalposts to say like, oh, I am doing a good job. I hit this one. I hit this one. And I could see how hard that might have been as you were staying home with your kids. Absolutely. And what I finally settled on is running our house like a a corporate job or like a business. <laughs> yeah. I think the more structured I made it with goals in my own head, the easier it was for everybody. Because just when you stay home and you have kind of that soft interaction with your children, that's very real. But that part of your personality that's achieving and driven, I don't think that changes. So we want to talk a little bit about your transition coming back into the workforce. But before we do, I would love for you to share some of the things that you've enjoyed most about leaving the workforce and choosing to stay home. It's something you will probably be envious of. It's time. <laughs> we are both so envious Very of that. Jealous, yes. yes, it's time. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? I think it's time in the morning. I'm not screaming at them to get out the door because I'm not a schedule. Yeah. We're trying to meet their schedule. When they come home in the afternoon, we can kind of talk about what we'd like to do. So there's there's some benefit that I've never taken for granted, and I think it's time. For me, always having been a working mom, I've always been A, on a schedule, mm-hmm. B, in a rush. Yes. Everything I've done has been scheduled, and I feel as though a lot of the enjoyment being a mother has been taken away from me because we're always on a clock, right? And so, yes, I envy that about you and your experience a hundred percent, Jessica. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking about even when I have a day off and I just take Gage to school and I go back home and I'm like, wow, I, I can take my time. And I mean, I just, when I, even when I just have a day off, I recognize that that is something that would be a huge plus for me if I weren't working. Yeah, absolutely. And I think likewise, I mean, the grass is always greener. Yeah. Like listen to your podcast and, oh, wow, these ladies have been so successful and they're good at what they do. They're constantly striving for something better, you know, having embrace action, the podcast. So, I mean, I think both sides. That's just natural for all of us is to look at how the other half lives yeah. and then to see like, man, I wish I could just sleep in or go to, <laughs> right. I wish I could go to 10 a.m. yoga classes. Right? <laughs> right. Or I wish I, you know, I wish I could just take my kid somewhere from nine to two and not have to freak out about where he's going to go afterwards or before. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so thank you so much for sharing that. So on the flip side, what has been the one thing that you missed the most about working outside of the home? I think what, kind of what we talked about before is feedback, right? Feedback that you're doing well or feedback. I mean, you know, as a mom, we're just kind of hoping and praying and we'll probably find out in 30 years how we actually did. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes. The review is a long, long <laughs> right, way away. Right, Um, I think that and then the interaction, I th- especially when they were really little. Mm-hmm. Mark traveled probably 70% of the time. So when he would come home, I mean, I was so desperate for adult conversation. <laughs> and at that point, they're so little, even if you're out with mom friends or dad friends, you're interrupted constantly. So I think it, at that point, especially since I was newer to staying at home, that was a tough, tough time. And I think you're echoing what a lot of mothers experience, especially those with young kids, mm-hmm. just a feeling of somewhat of isolation. 
Yeah. Yeah. And loneliness that we kind of find a way through, but I don't necessarily know if there's ever any way that we can truly deal with it, except for maybe just listening to some good old Snoop Dogg. You know, (laughs) obviously he fixes everything. And Tupac. Right. right. Listen, when my, my kid was one year old and he was just rapping Tupac, in his head like he didn't know the lyrics but he wouldn't recognize the beat he would just recognize it because that's what mommy played when she was at home with him that's yes i came downstairs one night and i told mark i go well i've I've considered i've run out of lullabies at this point i'm singing while doves cry (laughs) when that's perfect there was this um cd when my son was younger and it was called like rockabye tunes yes i had that one did you have it where they turned like classic rock songs into lullabies Mm -hmm. yes and they did the same thing with like hip-hop songs and they were lullabies genius but i was like "Hmm, does anyone really need to make biggie smalls into a lullaby (laughs) yes we can get the clean version that'll be fine just listen to the regular song yes this is why our kids are so messed up now tara this is correct this is correct explains so much so so we're gonna fast forward a little bit so you've shared with us jessica at some point in the last couple of years, maybe even in the last year, you have made the decision to re-enter the workforce. What caused that? Was that a pivotal moment as well? And share with us where you are in that journey right now. That one, I think, was a slower lead up. Just watching friends who worked outside the home, getting really involved with nonprofits, starting a nonprofit in Oregon, just realizing that this could be a transition back into the workforce. And in some ways, candidly, I got a little tired of volunteering and not getting paid for my skills. Mm. I was spending a whole lot of time on projects and not building up my own personal 401k, social security, et cetera. So I thought it would be really advantageous for everyone if I eventually went back. In fact, I was having a conversation with my sister. I asked my mom's permission to leave the workforce and I've asked my sister's permission (laughs) to re-enter the workforce. (laughs) And she said, I'm actually surprised we're having this conversation because I would have been shocked if you had not gone back at some point. Mm. That you've spent so much of your life working hard, going above and beyond, going the extra step that I just assumed at some point you'd re-enter the workforce. So a lot of during my sabbatical, I took pretty conscious steps to make sure that I had a fresh resume, Mm -hmm. even if they were considered passion projects. So when you look at my resume, it's pretty non-traditional. It lists out skills, et cetera, et cetera. But along with my traditional work experience, I have a section that's called passion projects. And it's anything that I volunteered on organizations I'd worked with. So I knew that I would continue to keep kind of my work history fresh by volunteering. Let's take a deep dive into that right there, because one of the concerns that some women have when there is that gap on a resume when they've chosen to stay home is how can we re-enter the workforce? How can I add value to a company now? How can I make sure that my skills remain relevant or that they feel that they're transferable, right? So talk us through exactly maybe what it is you've done on your resume and any advice that you can give to moms who are making this transition, what they can do. I think that's a great point. That's one of the major challenges that I've found is one, it takes a lot more time than I thought it was going to take. And it's hard at some points not to get discouraged. And there are a lot of online programs and resources like the Mom Project is a great one where they list job opportunities and try to match moms and companies. But you'll find is that with all the artificial intelligence going through the resumes and the applications, the gap becomes an issue. It really does. 
So for me, I think building a strong resume that's creative, that includes some skills that you may have learned at home or really fine-tuned at home, including those as well as any volunteer projects, but really building the networking list. I mean, creating a list, figuring out who you know, who knows who. I think networking is really the key. You know, they just announced recently, I know LinkedIn specifically back in maybe April, just a couple of months ago, you started adding, you know, stay at home mom, stay at home dad, the soft skills you find in that sort of role to their website so that when you're putting your um, previous jobs and roles on your LinkedIn profile, you can add those to kind of shore up the gap. What is your opinion on that? Have you have you used LinkedIn in that way? I'm not using, I am using LinkedIn, but not in that way. But I, I think that's great. I mean, I was talking to some women at the Texas Women's Foundation, and they do a lot of advocacy in this area. And they were even saying to a panel of employers and CEOs, when the CEOs asked, how do we get more women in the workforce? Their recommendation was ignore the gap and create a more flexible work schedule and also look at pay equity. So I will say really quickly, I think you and I attended the same panel. I love Texas Women's Foundation. And I remember them saying that exact same thing. So we must have been on that same call. (laughs) That's so fun. I love them. They're doing great work. And that's the thing is, as challenging as it is right now, I think there is so much hope with advocacy. There's national conversations and local conversations about changes in public policy. Mm-hmm. I was mentioning to Kanji before, I mean, 2.3 million women left the workforce since right. February 2020. Yeah. And it, currently there's less women participating in the workforce than there have been since 1988. Yeah. The COVID recession has been coined the she session mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. so many women had to make that difficult decision when we were also mothers, whether to continue working or stay at home with our kids. And for so many reasons, when it came to deciding which parent was going to stay at home, a lot of times it was the women. It was. I mean, it really, it comes down to so many different things, but we all know pay equity is, you know, one of the issues. And we know childcare is one of the issues. These are primary examples of the additional obstacles women have had to overcome to get into the workforce and stay there. And the minute they became obstacles again, it just turned everything on its side. Mm-hmm. It's it's mind blowing. And I think that it's really good that local and national organizations are shining a light on this motherhood penalty yes. that mothers in the workforce face. I agree. Research has shown that employers are more than twice as likely to give a woman without kids Mm -hmm. a second interview or a callback than mothers. But interestingly enough, there is no distinction between um, fathers versus non-fathers when it comes to males. It's a non-issue. It is a Mm non-issue. Yes. But Mm -hmm. so so again, women who are in the workforce, um, once you're there, we have difficult decisions to make. And once we leave, it's challenging and difficult to re-enter. Yes. Um, and then finding the right time to re-enter. So, so if there was a woman or someone who's listening to our podcast, Jessica, and they are interested in um, making this change and pivoting um, from being a work-from-home mom and re-entering the workforce, what's the first thing you think that they should do? I think do a self-assessment, truly. I think taking time to think about why they're going back, what's the motivation, being really conscious of it. Because I have to say, even thinking about going back to work 
that time I'm going to miss with the kids, right? Mm-hmm. The benefit that I've had all these years, I'm giving that up. So I think doing some serious soul searching of why you're returning is kind of how it, just for me, it helped to kind of just assess the return. And then it's kind of the basics of preparing the resume, getting on LinkedIn, updating your social media profile. And I started just building a networking list. What I told myself is if I was introduced to anyone or given the name of anyone, I would set up a meet and greet. So I spent weeks during just, you know, 30 minute introductions with people and asking about what they're working on projects and kind of introducing myself, letting them know I'd like to return to the workforce because I think most women returning to the workforce are likely going to get their next position by a network. Mm, I agree with that. I mean, as you said, the way that these chatbots and artificial intelligence work is just not like it used to be where you submit an application and they go, you're the one. You really have to get out there and talk to people. Tara, how many jobs have you had where you were referred to the to the company? Um, almost all of my jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, almost all of my jobs. So it's at least five. And for sure, the last four. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And Jessica, I'm curious, when you were working with um, Toyota and Lexus before you chose to step away from the workforce, was that a position that you um, were referred to? Or did you find in the newspaper? <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, it was that long ago. Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> in the classifieds. Mm-hmm. Circles. Yeah. yeah, circle with a red pen. In That's, the classifieds. Right. That's right. Um, actually, I started with Lexus and Toyota right out of college, and then kind of went went up the ranks from there. Mm, Interesting. So here's a question. If your oldest daughter chose to be a stay-at-home mother when she's a mother, and that would make you a grandmother, um, (laughs) how would that make you feel? Like, what would you say to her? I'm hoping that times are changing. Again, going back to the conversations that are being had in legislation and public policy, I'm hoping that opportunities will be different. I think the advice I would give any woman is to keep that resume fresh because even in the informational interviews I've had, there's a lot of questions about the volunteer work I've done. So at least there's that kind of conversation piece, especially with the financial pieces of nonprofits or starting a nonprofit or bringing together silos, creating great work groups. I mean, there's, there's a lot I can talk about, um, but I had to be pretty intentional Well, and I think that's good advice for women in or out of the workforce. Someone told me that two or three years ago, I was having a conversation about, you know, how to best prep my resume and keep my eyes on, you know, future goals and where I want to go. And someone's like, one of the things that we're not very good at is as we're working in our job, keeping note and keeping track of our accomplishments. So we all kind of wait until the end and we're like, and then what else did I do? And I can't, you know what I mean? And she was really putting it on us. Like you need to be updating it all the time and tracking those completed projects and tracking those accomplishments and those things you're learning. And I remember it was such great advice. So I think that goes both ways. Absolutely. Yeah. And before we um, we wrap up, I wanted to, again, thank you so much for taking this time to to share your story with us. It's always wonderful when we expand our mom circles to include other type A personalities. That's correct. We need to know that we're not alone. That's right. I was like, oh, she's definitely our people. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, do you know your Enneagram type? 
Oh, I'm a three. Yes, she is. <gasps> I'm a three. Yes, she is. With a really strong two wing from all the time I spent at home. <laughs> see, I can see that. That's mm-hmm. that makes sense to me. I don't so know. Kanji didn't get a three, even though I oh, would have. Really? I, yeah, I would have guessed a three. She was a, a six. I have no idea. You were a six. I'm almost positive. And I was like, what? <laughs> well, the question is too. So when you take the quiz, you're supposed to take it answering it as if you were in your early 20s. Because right. That's when your ego is the highest. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> mine hasn't changed, by the way. Yeah, mine hasn't either. It's fine. Well, also, my early 20s, my ego was highest, and so was I. <laughs> So there's that. So we're we are likely not going to do that. Six was probably the move. Yeah. Then. Yes. Yeah. So Jessica, thank you so much for taking time to to chat with us again. It's wonderful to expand our circle. What I would love for you to do is to keep us posted on your job search, and maybe we can revisit this in a couple of months to see where you are and and um and kind of what your world is looking like um, post-summer. How does that sound to you? That sounds fabulous. I was so happy to be here. I want to hear the re-entry story for sure. Well, it's funny. I'm on a third interview with a corporate job full-time. Okay. And two days ago, someone I would love to work with texted and he said, I've got an opportunity. It'll be part-time, which is really rare right now, by the way, in the job search is like the part-time or job sharing. And that job is a lot more creative startup company. So it will be interesting what happens in the next few months. We'll definitely have something to talk about. And you're on two sides of the spectrum. Absolutely. And she gave a better tease than I did. Uh, she did. That was a mu- <laughs> Oh, <laughs> We're definitely going to schedule to come back because I got to hear how that turns out for sure. Oh, Jessica, it was so wonderful chatting with you. We will talk to you friend soon. Sounds good. Thanks, ladies. Thank you. I love it when you introduce me to new people. And you always have so much in common with them. It's true. We're both Enneagram 3s, very achievement-driven for sure. And you both went to that same conference. Oh, that's right. When she mentioned Texas Women's Foundation, I was super excited. I do attend a lot of their events. And when she mentioned what they said, I go, oh, no, I was on that panel. I heard that panel. Mm -hmm. It was so good. I like that she was able, she was so open just to tell her story. Mm -hmm. You know, it never really crossed my mind to think about being a stay-at-home mom. I've always been someone who was going to work and I always have worked with the exception of the time that I was laid off when Roman was a baby. Yes. So it was interesting for me to hear her perspective. And I know that now a lot of women are re-entering the workforce either after the COVID pandemic or after extended absences. So I loved her tips and, and advice for people. And that's something I never did was keep my resume up. I mean, I still have trouble with that. And I'm in the work, I'm in the workforce and I still struggle with, mm-hmm. like I said, just making sure I'm you know, putting the new stuff on there, keeping it fresh. I mean, it's such a good tip for anybody out there. Mm-hmm. And then I loved how she said that she um, said yes to meeting new people. Yes. And networking is so important. Networking is key. And I yes. think networking and self-promotion are things that we as women need to make sure that we are better at. Yes. And, and to continue and build that skill up. And because sometimes we're just not going to be in the room where it happens, right? That's right. I, I was listening to that soundtrack on the way here. Oh. Not in the room where it happens. But yes, I... um. I agree with you. I think I was thinking too about how we see so much benefit out of women just helping each other. So mm-hmm. that networking is so important. Continue to help each other. And that's, of course, one of the things I love the most about you is you are just the friend that every woman should have. And <laughs> I am so thrilled. So again, 
we teased at the beginning that I was going to share with everyone um, how you've given me the best birthday gift I've ever received. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start crying. I'm going to say it. <laughs> she can't do it, I'm, guys. I'm, I'm so, okay. So I'm going to back up. Okay. I'm going to talk about some of the other lovely gifts you okay, gave let's me. Let's start with the easy stuff. Um, the, the easiest. You gave me some popcorn. I did, of course. Yes, I got popcorn number one. With butter. With butter. Always the best. Do you like your popcorn with butter or no butter? I, um, I, I my favorite is actually Chicago style. So I like the cheese and caramel mix. Mm. I don't mind butter popcorn. Mm-hmm. I will eat it. Don't get me wrong. But if I pick up a bag for myself, it's the cheese and caramel mix. And the synergy between us is you and I both gave each other this year puzzles. Yes. Um, and also we gave each other coffee mugs. That's right. So Super fantastic. And mm-hmm. then I also was a, got the book of quotes, yes, which I did not bring into our recording studio because I was going to read one of the quotes from there. You are a quote maven. Mm-hmm. And then you made me cry mm-hmm. with the gift that, again, I'm going to cry now <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> Podcast family, Tara gifted me two tickets to the production of Hamilton. Yeah. When it comes to Dallas this fall. <laughs> um, and so I'm going to be in the room where it happens. <laughs> you are going to be in the room. Right, you've never seen it live. I've never seen it live. We're both equally obsessed. Yes. I saw it live when they came through two years ago, but you haven't yet. No. And now you're going to. And now I'm going to, but now here's the dilemma. Yeah. Who are you going to take? Who am I? You, and I you can know. only get two. Sorry. Right. No, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. But when you gave me the tickets, yes. my mother was here she and, was. and she claimed the other <laughs> immediately ticket. Immediately jumped on it. So my mother will probably go and immediately thereafter I'll have to go to divorce court. <laughs> that's right. But you got to keep it fair. Maybe if you take your mom instead of one of the boys, you don't have to pick between those two. <laughs> we shall see. A podcast family, if you want to know who I pick, you definitely need to make sure that you uh, subscribe to our podcast because you don't want to miss that episode when it comes out. Out, we are going to Tara and I will probably debrief Hamilton. Yes, I, I you see it. I got your tickets the week before I go, so oh. I go again. I'm taking Gage this time. He hasn't seen it live, so he's excited. So you'll see it one Friday, and then I'll see it the next, and then we'll have a Hamilton episode. I love it. <laughs> we'll break it down. We're gonna break it all We're the way break down. It all the way down. So make sure that you follow us on every listening platform because you do not want to miss this. I promise you, we will not wrap. Or saying, I mean, I'm not going to promise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help myself. Okay. I'm going to make sure that they continue to listen. So yes. I won't. I absolutely won't. Uh, with that being said, podcast family, again, thank you so much for tuning in. It's wonderful when we expand our family with um, new guests and also new listeners. It's such a joy to share this time with you. And we really thank you for tuning in, for rating, reviewing us, and for always coming back. Same time, same place every Sunday, new episodes. Enjoy the start of your summer. Guard your health, mental, physical, and spiritual, and take good care. It's really good that local and national organizations are shining a light on this motherhood penalty that mothers in the workforce face. Because there has been a lot of research that is showing that mothers or women who um, have children. I'm sorry. What, what is is that me? No, that's me. It's my dog. So oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> sorry, we're confused. <laughs> no, I, was looking, I was like, what? And Joey's like, keep going. And, and research has shown that. Hold on. Let me grab Mark. Sorry. Pause. Okay.
feed her dogs and Ginger. They really want to come in there and see you. <laughs> That's the other thing, Mama's dog's favorite. So Mark can work in here in the office all day. No issue. I come in to record a podcast and they start scratching on the door. Scratching on the door. Yeah. Oh, Go yeah. Figure. Constant. <laughs> Got it. Sorry about that. No, that's good. Joey has the same problem with our cat, Ginger. Um, (laughs) Sorry. We will talk to you soon. We will talk soon to you, friend. Friend, soon we will talk. Friend, (laughs) whatever. Okay. Joey. Okay. Thank you, Jessica. That was fantastic. Thanks, Joey from Brooklyn. I can't wait to (laughs) eat Italian food with you. (laughs) Excellent. Great guest. All right, Jessica. We'll talk to you soon, honey. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Give those dogs some love. (laughs) Here and you guys are still rolling. Okay, so wrap her up. <laughs> I can do it. Hold on. Say it. I guess I'm laughing at you. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to say something different. No, yes, not. I am. I okay, was. Okay. Hold on. No, I can't because I'm laughing. Professional. I love it when you introduce me to new people. And you always have so much in common with them. It's true. We are both Enneagram 3.